prepare to be terrified. Lawford County Productions presents the unlisted owner director's cut. Featuring nine minutes of never-before-seen footage. Out now via Amazon Streaming and coming soon to Blu-ray and DVD. You've been warned. This episode of the Nerd Up Podcast made possible in part by Eagle Theater. Visit them online at eagletheater.net and by Classic Hits WTYE. Listen online at WTYEFM.com and made possible by proud supporters just like you. Now, come on, baby, tell me who's the nerd. Nerd up, y'all. N-E-R-D up. N-E-R-D up. It's time for the Nerd Up Podcast, and here's your pod hosts, Guilty Wilson. Nerd up. Welcome to another episode of the Nerd Up Podcast. I'm your host, Gil T. Wilson, along with Tony Collins. And we're here, uh, as you can be, may be able to tell from the background noises, I hear sodas and popcorns and uh, ices uh, all being dished up. We're at the Eagle Theater here in Robinson, live before a studio audience. Yeah, we talked about this with Tessa a couple of weeks ago. We had Tessa in head in the podcast studio. And- and here it is, uh, just just a couple hours away from the actual broadcast, or not broadcast, we're, I'm not in radio, uh, the actual screening of these uh, two and a half films. I was going to say, everybody's going to have to forgive you because this, if I'm not mistaken, is your Eagle Theater big screen debut. Yes, right? it is. But I know <laughs> this is my first have, time on the big screen other than my TV. So. <laughs> you have, a, you have a, a small part in this film, right? Very, yes. Which technically showed outside your Eagle Theater. No, no, I wasn't in that one. Oh, I'm in the director's cut. Oh, That's what we're seeing tonight, yeah. Okay. And now that one's streaming on Amazon Prime, but right now we're going to show, again, this is a, a first for it as well. Right. And uh, then the, the short, Trick Not Treat, uh-huh. you, you, so I've been told, you star in that. I am the star. Over actually, over. actually, dude, with great makeup, I, w- I played both the male and the female roles. And uh, you know, and I even played the the the, the you know the killer. Right. And yeah. yeah, you know, I did all of it. I'm sure. <laughs> I wouldn't believe a word I'm saying. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I'm gonna be. It's it's for me. I'm kind of hyped because of that. It's the first time I've ever been on big screen. Uh, but I, I don't think this guy's gonna be much of a stranger to big screens ever. Uh, we got Kevin Lockhart. He's he's the other film. This is the one I have nothing to do with. Although I wish I was. <laughs> I've been telling people, and uh, uh, I totally wish I was in that movie. But uh, Kevin Lockhart, he uh, what wrote and produced. Wrote, produced, owned, you know, anything. <laughs> I was the water guy, okay. the lunch guy, and everything else. You know, I, I'm picking up on a, on a theme when we talk to these it's indie filmmakers. In, it's called independent. Yeah, it's called, we don't have a budget, so ironic, I'm a you know, <laughs> yes. uh, subway. Yeah. Subway or anything else that you happen to find at that time. So, <laughs> He's yeah. looking for coupons. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Kevin Lockhart. The one that has Sid Haig, it has uh, uh, what's the Estevez? Uh, 
It's Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez. I want to make sure I got the right card. Right? Yeah, and, and you can t- see the family resemblance too and then when you see it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then... And then, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then you got the is it Zadar? Robert, Robert Zadar. Zadar. Oh, that, that guy, you see him in everything. And you're, as soon as you see him, you're like, hey, that's that guy. The guy with the <laughs> so, jaw. Yes. Right? Oh, my God. I mean, Maniac why they didn't. <laughs> Why didn't they didn't make him the villain in uh, Moonraker? I don't know, but <laughs> maybe yeah, it's too young. Jaws and that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, right, right. Been great. So, right now, you, uh, like I said, pretty much did everything for this. But uh, uh, the, how did you pull uh, off getting Sid Hay to do this? How was that uh, arranged and, and presented to him? It's uh, it's the the movie's super low budget type movie, and we. It fell through, you know, like most small films do. I started writing the thing back in 2000. Oh, wow. And uh, we started it, and then it fell apart, and then we started shooting again in 2012. And that's the time that um, a friend of mine who was in the going to be in the original one um, said, hey, I met some people in L.A., and I think I can get them to do this. <laughs> and so they gave, she gave me some numbers. I called the agents. And, you know, it was surprisingly, I don't want to say easy, That's but gonna... it's too bad to send me the script. And we're shooting what you want, and uh, went from there. From there, so, wow. That's amazing. I mean, I guess maybe. Or... That's the thing you really find out with this stuff, with everything, whether it's, you know, locations or anything else. Ask. Yeah. You know, if you ever want to make a movie, guys, start asking people. Well, I'd be surprised how many people want to be involved. Yeah, that's how I got involved with uh, Jed Bryan, the other uh, movie director guy. Uh, we'll be talking to, but uh, he basically said, Hey, I got him. Oh, I happen to know one. <laughs> so, like, yeah, just ask. You never know what's going to happen, I guess. Now, uh, give us a little premise of this film. I mean, uh, again, nobody's yet in line to watch it, so uh, I don't want to have any spoilers, but uh, without getting as many spoilers, tell me what the premise of this film well, is. I grew up in a small uh, and it was, I grew up, my grandpa had a pig farm. And back in the 70s, uh, for, for the listeners who can't see me, um, I am an older guy. So uh, there, the 70s was a rough time for farmers. So there was a lot of family farms being taken over or being sold and, and so on. And, and my grandpa's farm was just a small pig farm. So right. There wasn't much to it. And so I knew some guys back then, um, not that I partook, but maybe I did, um, that through to save the family farm. Oh. You know, and it brought in a little supplemental income and they were able to do some things. Um, these were not people in Greenview for, to protect the uh, <laughs> There you go, right, right. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> no. I don't need protection. Yes, you're right. So I, um, I, I wrote, just start writing this movie with the idea of it being about the family mm-hmm. and being about the struggle of a farmer um, and trying to save his family farm by, by growing wheat. And okay. it kind of turned into, hey, I really enjoyed drive-in movies when I was in the 70s. Oh, yeah. And I love going to see Grindhouse. Oh, and yes. it's like, I want to make this a Grindhouse movie. <laughs> so it kind of evolved into something a lot crazier as I, as I went through the writing process. Then it got pulled back. It wasn't quite as crazy. And then after we shot it the first time, it became a bit of a. Uh, if I'm going into too much detail, please. No, 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 no. not at all. It's an hour-long podcast. So the first edit of it, and it, and it wasn't the editor's fault or anybody else's fault. It was I wasn't there. I was doing so much of the producing part 
of getting the food and getting the water and making sure everybody was happy, okay. making sure that Sid had a hot breakfast every morning, which he required, and you know Joe had fresh food, fruit, and everything else that everybody wanted. That I wasn't watching what was being done and how it was being done, and then uh, when the edit started, it's like this isn't what I thought. So when we got done, it was more of like a kind of a scary made-for-TV movie. Oh no! A far cry from Grindhouse. No, it wasn't, wasn't that. And so I I met a guy. His name was Ben Lewandowski, and I was hoping Ben would be here tonight as well. But Ben became my editor, and he said. I can do this. And he said, it only costs you another $10,000. Now, I I didn't tell you that part of the story, but it was supposed to be 10000 Then it went to 100000 Oh, no. And then they said, uh, oh, we forgot the budget for post-production. Oh, my gosh. So, just, and I was new at this. I really didn't have much idea other than a few short films I did involved in. So, but, yeah, it, uh, it, it evolved. Ben came on. We reshot... Um, the Ellie sequences, Ellie Church is in this movie as well, mm-hmm. very well known in the horror community. Um, she is our DJ, Mary Jane, who oh, okay. uh, and tells that was a story about, tells a story, helps tell the story a little bit better. You see her in the trailer, right? You see okay. her in the yep. trailer, okay. beautiful, blonde, you know, with the color, lights behind it, mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. looks great. Uh, shot in a warehouse, believe it or not. Um, and, <laughs> We did a strip club scene that we added in to give it a little more of a grindhousey film, which you see in the beginning, yeah. and there's some other things that go on that we added in with some, some great shots. Um, and it, it turned into the grindhouse movie. Ben made it grindhouse. Wow, nice. And so I, I credit Ben with, with making sure that it happened the way that my original, a lot closer to my original vision. What you wanted. <laughs> right, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Wow, now that sounds like a whole process. Now, I know uh, uh, talking to other filmmakers before, that usually it is a, a few years, and especially on an independent film. What were you doing in the meantime? I mean, that those years of all that going on, were you making other films? Were, what were you doing on I that? had a real job. Oh, so, <laughs> also, I'm not, okay, I'm that not makes it. a full time filmmaker. Uh, <laughs> I actually worked in, in local government for a lot of my life. Okay. So I did. Uh, I ran finance departments, and, and I hate to say this stuff, because especially <laughs> since I blew the budget so bad. <laughs> you know, I was a finance guy who did budgets, and I couldn't, I couldn't get this budget to work for anything. <laughs> I see. So that's, a, that's another aspect of it. Real life, that's one thing also with independent film producers. It's like, hey, they're not, hey, here's a set. Go do this. You guys got a, a year to film, and you're good to go. No, they got to do it on their own time. And uh, I was hoping you were going to say this, because... That's one thing I appreciate about independent films is the struggle, the passion that goes into what's good, what you're seeing on the screen. Now, with this one tonight, what we're going to see, uh, basically, we're going to see a lot of blowing stuff up. There's a little bit of that. Okay, sure. all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that with the strip club in there, we're going to see, eh, there's some racy scenes. Right. Did you read the back of the, uh, yeah. the, the review that we got? I, I, channel, I think everyone needs to read the uh, LA Times <laughs> review from... Uh, for High in the Hog. Actually, I wouldn't recommend reading the whole review. There's a, there's a sentence in there that's, uh, that, that, that tells the story. So. Oh, no. It's it, it basically says it's it's uh, it's so into... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let I'm going to read it. It's going to be a lot better. <laughs> it makes even sense. That's what I like about doing a so, live podcast. Uh, it says, unlike the more timid modern genre films, this one's true to its sleazy roots. It's violent, <laughs> It's laced with drug humor, 
and is so committed to gratuitous nudity, nudity <laughs> that even the closing credits include topless dancing. Right on. Excellent. Noel Murray, LA Times. It's legit. <laughs> yeah, but he said, well, he gave you the ending of it now. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's okay, though. Is that post credit scene? Do we have to stick around? <laughs> we just finished watching the Eternals here, and he's going to stick around for the post credit scene. The two post credit scenes. Yeah, I'm not going to stick around for the gratuitous nudity. You have to stick around and see the credits, at least for a few minutes. <laughs> Definitely so. You'll, be, you'll enjoy it. Now, uh, again, this is something that Tony and I just kind of came up with an idea. And was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had a couple independent horror films? Uh, like, we were actually, you know, looking around Halloween type type thing. And uh, we're, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? And so then we got a hold of Jed, and he got a hold of you, and that things just rolled downhill. <laughs> well, well it, was those, you know. it was one of those things where we came up with the idea. And then we thought, now we have to do this thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you were talking to Jed, and that's how a lot of these movies happen. Exactly. There you go. Oh, well, I'm committed now. Now I said it. i got to do it. Yeah, now I have to do it. But that is true. I mean, Jed was great. I mean, I met Jed a few years ago. I think it was at the Louisville show was the first time that we had met. And uh, I saw him, and he did a panel. And I, I recognized, I was like, listed owner now. You know, we exchange DVDs like a lot of the, the right, films right, yeah. do. We always, you know, trade with each other. And then I saw Bill Mosley walking around wearing his, his unlisted owner T-shirt, and I'm like, oh, this guy's legit. He's pushing Bill Mosley around now. That's pretty good. So, and we've been fast friends ever since. Like I said, I'm a small town boy, grew up in Central Illinois, and Jed and I hit it right off. So. That's, that always helps out being close too. So now, so how, how did you respond when he said, hey, would you like to show a film? Or actually. I might ask. Well, how did how did he present this to you? <laughs> I'm curious. Um, honestly, I don't remember except we talked about doing double features, you know, other times. You mm-hmm. know, whether we could do it at a drive-in. I mean, my dream is to have it done. At a oh, that wouldn't be great. Yeah. I mean, I it's, it's, again, that's how why I wrote it. It was a grindhouse drive-in when I was a kid. You know, just you know, a kid when I was a teenager <laughs> or whatever I was. Uh, you know, we'd get to Booth's Farm and yes. uh, maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe smoke or something. And I think it's a great, uh, great movie, especially here in Illinois, that it's legal and uh, right. enjoy the movie a little better. But uh, yeah. that's just me thinking. You talked a little bit about, you know, he, he wanted a hot breakfast every morning, but beyond that, uh, anybody who, anybody who's watched any of these other sort of B-horror flicks, um, kind of familiar with it, again, maybe not a name that you know off the top of your head, but as soon as you see him, you know exactly who he is. Well, that was kind of my experience. I mean, when, when the name was given to me, I'm like, hey, I, I don't know this guy. Because I wasn't a big Roger. I hadn't at that point. I hadn't even seen the Rock Zombie. But that's that's kind of my bad. But you know, then I looked at his his resume and I was like, holy crap! I was a Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman fan back in the seventies. You know, I saw I went and I seen him in the old Batman. Yeah. He was in you know Star Trek. Mm-hmm. A couple of episodes of Star Trek. The guy had the resume longer than both of our arms together, you know, and it's like, holy crap, look at what this guy has done. So I, the first time I met Sid in person, I picked him up at the airport, and and I drove him out to Lena, 
and we had an opportunity to stop and talk. We went and had dinner together. He wanted fried pickles. We found a restaurant that had fried pickles. So we, right on. He, he turned me on to those. I've never had those before. <laughs> so we had fried pickles. We go out to the location, and it was a crappy movie. We went to this, this we, we had stopped at a few places. The Florian and Upbath was this motel we had out in Western Illinois that everybody had. And he's, we pull up, and he, his words was, this is, the, this is where we're staying. And he was a little more comfortable with that. And I said, yeah. And then I showed, they put him to the room. He had a really nice room. He had like a suite at this motel that we had. So he, he loosened up a little bit and we made sure we had to have him hot breakfast every morning. But Sid and I, it was interesting through this thing, we had some difficulties. Um, we had one of our lead actors walk off early on in the, in the shooting. We had to replace the actor and, and get a new producer and then we got a, a new AD to come in to help out. Long story short, we, we had disaster. Wow, after yeah. After shooting this thing. We burned down a barn. We, burned, we, we were cleaning up to shoot a scene, and we had these guys that said they put out the fire, you know, for burning the leaves and the debris. <laughs> no the wind picked up that night and burned the barn down. Oh, so, no. you know, we, we had some weird things happen. Um, back to Sid, though. I'm sorry. I digress. Uh, it, but Sid was just, you know, when, when it started falling apart, and we're, and we're like, should we shut this thing down? Sid's like, no. He goes, I like this. I want to do this. He goes, you got some young people who need some coaching. you got some people who need some guidance. He goes, make me a producer. I said, well, I guess it came around to, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. I go, he goes, make me a producer. He asked for just a little bit more money. It wasn't much money to stick around. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and then I want in the title, I want it to say, Sid K. in. High in the hall, he goes, I've never had it with a movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, I'm honored. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's funny because after that, Sid and I became pretty fast friends. And I spent um, the next seven years going with him around the horror conventions in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit at his table and I'd take money and, and do stuff and help him out. And he just have to sign stuff. So. Sid was is so was so beloved yep. at these shows. I mean, people oh, yeah. line up and line up and line up and get not just one autograph, five, oh, six, yeah. and seven autographs from him. He just everybody loved him. Yeah, I know. I've gone to a couple of uh, cons or went to a couple of cons back, and uh, he, he was at like uh, three of them in a row that I'd gone to, and uh, I was like, man, this guy's everywhere. And I knew, I knew who he was. The first one I went to, I got his autograph. I mean, come on, right? Sure. And then and I'm like, wow, he's pop- he's just as popular here as he is then. And then, you know, it's like, you never saw the lines in the end, yet he talked to every single person. And he's like, okay. If he wanted a picture, he would take a picture yep. with you. Yep. I mean, he just, he was just that guy. And he, and he was that guy. That's cool to hear that. With him. You know, he, he loved his fans and... You know, of course, like anybody, you get tired after a while. If you want, you're out having dinner and something. You know, he was still friendly to people that bothered us during dinner. <laughs> he would be, yeah, you know, can you come back and see me tomorrow at the table or, yeah, or yeah, something? Yeah. You know, and I'll spend some more time with you. Yeah. You know, but he would just—he really was that guy. Well, I love that one of the feathers in his cap was to have Sid Hay in. And that's something uh, on the, on the <laughs> marketing yeah. that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was, and I said it was an honor to me that he wanted that. 
It's always good to have a good back, you know, back backing support, you know, and everything. And and again, an actor that believed in the material apparently. And well, once once you did the High on the Hog. Now, did you do movies before this one? I did not. I had been a small part of a couple of um, uh, short films. Okay. You know, where I'd been a producer or helped out with doing some things, you know, getting food or whatever it was to help people out, but but really <laughs> not too much. Well, now, and, so after the experience, then. You did more? Have you done more? What what else is going on afterwards? I've got five scripts written. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like the next one I'm going to make is going to be another anthology type or an anthology type of a movie. Oh, okay. Um, Those could be fun. Ben and I have been working on this back and forth a couple of years and trying to figure out if, how we want to approach it and what we're going to do. So we'll have, um, I think there'll be some really interesting surprises for some people when, when it comes out. Okay. Uh, we've got um, several people that are that are that have expressed an interest in being part of it, you know, for community names. Uh, it's going to be a post-apocalyptic sort of thing where you're going to have a, it's not going to be a DJ, sorry, but oh, it will be like a radio or TV station sort of thing. Yeah. So they're going to, this guy's going to be in this TV station called Pop and showing, broadcasting to an audience that's probably not there. Uh-huh. And talking to people who probably aren't there. Like our day job. It's pretty much like, that's, that's radio, but we don't have camera in front of us, so we can't prove anything. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, well, uh, once again, that was uh, Kevin Lockhart. He's a... Uh, Writer, uh, glass bottle opener, yeah, uh, everything. Well, hot breakfast or hot breakfast provider. <laughs> yeah, and uh, said hey in high on the hog, exactly. and uh, uh, we're gonna be showing that here in just a little while. We're gonna have this double feature that we put together, Tony and I did. But uh, now I want, in order to save some time and get ready to go for the show, I'd like to talk to uh, Jed. Why are you Jed? Can I do www. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Come out and buy some stuff online. Got to help our independent filmmakers, please. Yeah, go ahead. Give that again. Give that again. Thank you. High in the Hog, the movie.com is the main place you can find it. We actually have to sell merchandise online. Okay. And then uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook. And if you message us or message through there, you're probably going to get me. And I'm happy to ship out stuff, do stuff. We got Sid Haig autographed items um, that not many people still have. And we've got, of course, the movie and t shirts and hats. And, uh, I'm digging the t shirt. Yeah, I'm watching more than that. That's totally cool. We even have coffee mics that you can smoke out. And I don't, okay. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you guys. All right, here comes. Yeah. All right, thanks, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, Kevin. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Looking forward to seeing the film. All right, uh, now, this guy we've talked to before, Tony. This is going to be old hat. Uh, we, we know what he's going to say. You know, we can probably just say it for him. I'll just say right now, Kevin, thanks for keeping a secret. Yeah, and uh, the, you know what? That's what I like about doing this podcast here. Look at these comments. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it works out. Now, everybody knows Jed Bryan. Jed Bryan is a director, writer, actor, uh, and another independent filmmaker. And he oh, loves, doesn't he love that? <laughs> so, uh, and who, who I, I've had the pleasure to know for, geez, I don't know, it's been five years maybe? No? Has it been that long? Three? Let's <laughs> see. About four years. Okay, that's getting close. Three Between three and five. <laughs> well, first he came on. As, I was his first podcast, so uh, you know it, it's come full circle. I, he was my first movie now. So, so uh, Jed, uh, what do you think? We, we we created a monster here tonight with a double feature of indie horror films. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that the one they're going to show it? Okay. Now, it actually has been a couple of days because you guys had to do some test runs of the, of the uh, projection. And yeah, uh, so you got to see before everybody yeah. on the big screen. How, yeah. How'd it look? It looked awesome. I'm very Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. I just know that, like I told him earlier, this big year or two ago that I saw the trailer for it. I'm like, I have got to see that, yeah. and and now I'm getting to. So now. Okay, so tonight uh, you're going to be kicking off the stuff. Now, I tell people recording the Nerd Up podcast, but you kind of see what kind of audience we drew. <laughs> so we weren't the draw. You're the draw. You're opening up the whole event tonight with uh, what tell, tell people what we're going to see. They they missed out on, but uh, we'll start out with the first little short thing. Yeah, we're, uh, so we're opening up tonight with the premiere, I guess, on page three of Nerd Up. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because as an NFT, uh, most of the people are going to be watching it on a phone or uh, maybe a computer. But yeah, this is going to be a big screen. Although, I don't think I look that good on a big screen. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, so uh, now, so yeah, this this one is backed by Terror Cards. Kind of talk about those guys for a second, yeah, what they've uh, done. Yeah, Terror Cards uh, is a Okay, hold on. We, we cannot deny. We cannot not ignore the cow in the room. Or cows. Cow. <laughs> Two people came wearing cows. 
Well, you're really milking that one, aren't you? <laughs> oh, God. They were easy to spot. I like it when a couple of hot greensies walk by. So, you know. All right, yeah, we just couldn't avoid that. We're sitting here in the theater, and all of a sudden, two cows walk by. I mean, come on, you can't stop. Okay. I know it's moving with everyone. I just wanted to make sure I was the only one that saw the cast. What were they saying? Wrecking Ground on the TV? Well, mine does. So, anyway, we're talking about the terror guards and the, basically, now, how got to the process of how, how did they uh, say they're going to get into the film business? Well, uh, Kevin I mean, had reached out to me. Me and Kevin had a very good working relationship. We always tried to support each other. And he reached out to me about this idea about this. NFT horror film, so I was kind of thinking, well, I had this script, it would be perfect to, you know, I was wanting to shoot it anyway, so I was getting an excuse to do it, and uh, so we uh, sent the script, he, he loved it, and then I went through the process of casting and making it, and uh, how it was a NFT, which is just kind of crazy, everything I thought in my head as a being a short film, right. now which is like, and it's a first, it's the yeah, first horror yeah, movie. Yeah, one of the first ever. Um, and I think there's like maybe like one or two that may have been done, but we're still Okay, <laughs> right, you're one of the first at yeah. least, yeah. And that's a, that's just a crazy concept because, I mean, right now, NFTs are still in their youth, you know? Oh, yeah. People still don't understand, I don't understand them at all. Yeah, but the NFT, cryptocurrency, whatever the other weird coin things are, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still, I'm still stupefied when they find my dad's car. It's got a script on there. Oh, wait, now it's a chip. Yeah. So, yeah, and being one of those, and when, when, when that, like I said, the things of, uh, on the cryptocurrency have all kind of picked up here recently. So I think getting in there right at that time, I think it's going to mean a lot. We don't know what it'll mean, yeah. but it could mean a lot. I mean, it, it could open up a lot of doors. <coughs> Yeah. Right. I can see now the big lights. Now, all right. So uh, now that's going to be the uh, the first thing we're going to see tonight is the is this four minute feature. Uh, I'm not going to give any secrets away because people can go get the NFT if they can't come out here to the theater tonight. Uh, let's talk about your second one. We've talked about it before, the director's cut of Unlisted Owner. Now, it's now streaming on Amazon Prime, so anybody listening can go watch it on Amazon Prime. Uh, what brought about a director's cut? Uh, well, Change, locations change, right. 
neighborhoods came. So even exterior uh, establishing shops right. you know, have a lot harder to do oh, yeah. that. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of challenges in what we were trying to do and putting the film that was originally filmed 10 years prior. Right, right. I mean, there's so much that's changed. So you know, we had to kind of pick what we did carefully. And uh, I'm pretty excited about the end result. I think the music uh, game put in really sent the tone. Yeah. Um, so we're really excited to see what people think. Now, having seen the film originally a couple of times already, uh, and then you, uh, when when you got it finished with the uh, the opening, I'm, I'm I was watching that, and I'm just, the whole time I was watching what you had was uh, I was like, yep, that explains that a little bit. Okay, okay, I like this. All right, yeah, and and so then uh, then you released it on Amazon Prime, um, and that was a uh, October October. Uh, I think I think you're right, October twelfth. Yeah, and now it is also on. Oh, good. Okay. Actually, the only place you can see the original cut of the little pit owner in the digital form, unless you buy what physical we have left. And you got very few of those. Correct. Yeah, we're phasing out the physical. Kevin, actually, because he does a lot more with conventions than I do, so he has most of the time. Well, he has all my time to do. I have a lot of time. We have 17 left. There's some on the Matrix website, you can go to Eventually, eventually, people get their hands on it somehow, some way, right. and that's all that counts. Right. <laughs> I mean, right now you can watch it a few other ways. Uh, we're going to watch it on the big screen tonight. Absolutely. Right, and that's and again, we're thankful for one of our sponsors, Eagle Theater. If it weren't for them, we wouldn't really. Well, we might do it anyway. <laughs> we we have to talk anyway. But they help us out a lot, and uh, especially when we have movies that we need to watch. <laughs> They'll, they'll, they'll play in. Well, I mean, so far, knock on wood, you know, knock on wood. For Micah? For Micah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Kelsa hasn't really batted an eye too much, and they are crazy, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I mean, last year we suggested, hey, you're doing the drive-in, uh, how about showing an independent film? And uh, last year she showed the original version of Unlisted Owner. One of the best-selling uh, drive-ins that they did for the entire year. And uh, so Jed was a part of that. And I think, you know, I think that's why she didn't hesitate. But i got to ask you, whenever we came up with the idea, said, hey, would you be interested? What do you think? What did you like? These guys are crazy again? For, for the drive-in? Drive no, for this one. For this one? I was like, well, I mean, we haven't shown this in the theater. And uh, I think we did do the double feature thing. Kevin, mm -hmm. show his film down here. Uh, you know, people who may have already seen my film, like, well, you know, or we have a new you know, we may have seen Kevin's film. Ah. We did some kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
special word cards that are in this thing. So it's kind of cool to be, you know, showing it. You know, I'm telling you that I intend, you know, it was only 10 years ago. I was kind of trying to film the movie theater. And we were really talking before film starts sitting there from Double Tree. I was like, Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just it's, it's cool, cool to have Kevin Hart as such an honor. You know, I'm on the documentary of the making of the <laughs> Right, that's going to be the next one. That's going to be a good one. I don't know if I got enough. Well, now I want to say you're you're kind of downplaying yourself. You're 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 like as if uh, uh, like uh, someone opening up for Led Zeppelin. It's like that's what, you know. It's like you're, you're not. I mean, you'd be more like uh, Sticks opening up for Led Zeppelin for who was sticking with classic rock genre. Well, so you still got some talent there. Well, well I appreciate that. And this yeah. is a good movie. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, we did make the on top ten for rock. Right. You know, that's something that you know I'm, I'm very proud of. You know, the amount of accolades that Elvis Younger has put up for the last four years. It blows my mind. You know, we started out with an idea. You know, I shot this movie with my friends right before everybody you know, branched off and did their own thing. Right. It's kind of cool to see. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, besides the next feature for sure. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's just amazing to see you know, the journey that I want to get on the film. And to be able to show it, you know, Kevin's movie is just, you know, yeah, I, you know, and I, I, have, I have to agree. I think that's, I've seen your movie. I have to say that. I want to see Kevin's. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm very excited for Kevin's movie. Because, you know, I have it on Blu-ray, but it's just going oh, yeah. to be a different experience to see it on a, you know, right. on, in a theater. And uh, me and Brent, we, uh, we tested it out earlier and Oh, that's why you guys saw Dune. <laughs> yeah, well, we were like, we're like, oh, you want to go eat? I'm like, yeah, let's go, we'll grab something to eat and then we'll go see Dune. <laughs> the, the thing I'm looking forward to is, I feel like Hot Nut Mahal is one of those movies that it's okay to rock it. The horribly inappropriate part. Right. Because <laughs> I go, I go to the fantasy movies like Rambo and the Expendables. I'm laughing at the parts that people probably shouldn't laugh at. But I grew up with those baby, babies action flicks. So when, when stuff like that happens, some dude's getting eviscerated by Rambo, he drops the one liner. I gleefully laugh, and then look around at other people in the theater who are kind of scooting away from me. Yeah, so this this one here is going to be, everybody else will be laughing with that. I, hope so, I yeah. hope so, too. Yeah. I will be. I will be. So. There's some, like you said, there's some pretty, you know, it's a grindhouse film. Right. You know, you got, you know, those, you know, stop animation then it's, yeah, I forgot. I was gonna ask Kevin about that, but stop animation. It's like, all right, now now I'm just like happy to see it and giving more so. But yeah, uh, you got you got to, if you haven't yeah, pick up a copy of uh, Framework. Okay, so, yeah, Framework. Oh yeah, I think you showed me uh, some shorts of that or somewhere. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, did we watch the trailer for that? That's what it was. We watched the trailer. Framework. Framework. This is a quote from me: "Pure nightmare." <laughs> right. Right. And it's volume one. Volume to one. be continued. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough. We want something that will freak you out. Well, especially for anybody who grew up in the uh, well in the eighties when, when 
you know, claymation and stuff like that. Yes. That's California raisins. Yeah. And, you know, the root off the red is right here and stop with you. Yeah. This, not that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're on Mate Flix. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. And you can go on all my Christmas shopping right there. <laughs> so, all right. Well, now let's, uh, since we, you know, last time you were on the podcast, we were talking about producing this short that we're going to see tonight. Now, okay, we're past that. We're going to see it. I know. We know what happened. What's next for Jed Bryant? I knew you were going to do one uh, that COVID kind of prevented you from doing. Well, we, uh, we, we're actually going to probably be filming next year. I probably will be warm. <laughs> good, <it>. good. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's called a Trip Bottle. It's an anthology uh, by, I think it's Three Guys Productions. I mean, uh, Jeremy Production Company. Uh, but it's basically an anthology that's about bottles. And uh, like in the middle setting, it's basically trying to do that on a no spoilers besides Cindy and I have a lot of people are going to be very entertained by it. So okay. Now that's the one you've been hitting the gym for. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I actually see this six pack. I'm determined to be in another Jed Bryan film, so I, I went out to the gym. Can you tell? I got a keg, not a six pack. I hope I, I hope I didn't order over order. <laughs> yeah. I'm sexy and I know it. So uh, okay, so uh, so that one you had to kind of put aside, and you're going to start back up in the spring. Uh, so uh, who knows when that's going to be released now? <laughs> but uh, what, and you got what any other projects you're working on or got ideas for? Well, we have the uh, the uh, fake trailer for 1031 Part Three. Mm-hmm. It is uh, everything is done on it except for uh, we're still waiting on. Uh, and music for it, uh, Rocky Jones, or Rocky Drake, mm-hmm. formerly Evan Essence, formerly of, um, let's see, uh, of, of Evan Essence. So, uh, but this is his, uh, his anthology, and uh, he reached out to us early last year about making a fake trailer for it. And uh, mm-hmm. we actually filmed it at the WCUIE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard of that place, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I've spent many an hour. <laughs> so you'll hear it. So whenever that comes out. I'm trying to clean some of the zombie blood out of my furniture. There you go. So when that comes out, you'll hear uh, some familiar voices and some familiar faces. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to hear what, uh, what Rocky comes up with as far as the storyline. So oh. we still, still got that iron in the fire. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, there's some stuff still coming out for ACM official uh, Al. I'm not sure. I don't think he's going to be able to make it here. He has some stuff to come out in November. But we are I'm still co-writing stuff. Uh, the latest one that came out is called Pumpkin Man. Oh, yes. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I think it turned out very well. Uh, I wrote the initial story for it, the script, and then Al tweaked it to see what he's going to film. So I'm very, very happy with how that turned out. So uh, get a chance to ACM official. And definitely, I want to say, also give you a plug for the Smiling Woman series. Oh, that, oh my gosh, you you've written a couple of those, is that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when Alex was first doing, uh, came up with the concept for Smiling Woman, kind of helped develop the character. So um, it, it's kind of crazy to think that you know, I helped develop the character and has done it. Right. Yeah. Pretty, pretty <laughs> so uh, the first one has like 5.7 million views. Nice. And, uh, Part two, and then you got part four and five. That has about four hundred and some thousand, eight hundred and some thousand. 
they like so there's several other tools like cover moving off in the woods and then they have two selfie two uh final two like so there's several out there wow. that help them kind of co-write the, the you know that are out there with the channel this channel congratulations alex finally hit fifty thousand subscribers wow so and i think it's been it's been started out with ten thousand around when we started smiling woman and uh now it's Wow. If you get a chance, keep, uh, you know, he, he keeps raising, I think he's up to 50,000 on 100 subscribers now, which is pretty awesome. Keep going. I'm going to have to make some fake accounts, I think. That's right, just to boost the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's the only thing I use YouTube for is to subscribe to ACM official. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, and you know what, Tony? I, I don't know if you've seen any of the Smiling Woman videos yet. I did. I actually watched, uh, I watched one of them. I think, uh, you know, the two, Chad, we're going to check this out. Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that they're like real, I mean, I don't remember, what, like two, three minutes long? Yeah, and, and there's, there's a complete story told in each one, and it just creeps you out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that, I love the fact that uh, Jed is doing this, and and the four minute feature we're seeing tonight, four minutes, and that, that I mean I think a minute of it is worth his credits. <laughs> so, but the uh, you know four minute long feature tells a horror story all in one. I mean the guy can write some short stuff that just creeps you out. <laughs> and uh, but I want to get I want to see more features. Any uh, plans for features? Well, I think this winter, uh, you know, I have the baby coming in February, so mm -hmm. that's slowing me down just for you know, a little bit. Uh, but I'm, I got an idea for a feature that I'm trying to work on script-wise, hopefully this winter, mm -hmm. and uh, try to get something uh, figured out. And, you know, maybe have a maybe crowdfunding campaign oh, yeah. uh, in the future. But like I said, it's very early stages. Uh, we're still trying to still trying to figure out the. Uh, like I had the I had the idea for it, but I'm still trying to figure out you know the details. Reality, Tony. Is yeah, reality is he's trying to figure out how he's going to put up with uh, uh, two kids in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what, what? How old is Jace? Five, six? Jace is three. Oh, three. Oh, really? Oh, he acts way mature. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. You got to meet this kid. He's yeah. smarter than, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, I need a three-year-old that makes me feel stupid. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and he's a fan of uh, Peter Lorre, too. So. Oh, yeah. Jace loves the classic. Peter Lorre, Mark's brother. And See, all that stuff. that's so a smart kid. Even, uh, more trouble, even the <laughs> so three-year-old and soon-to-be-born. Yeah, you're gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't wait to see what comes out of the mind of Jed at that point. Yeah, right. <laughs> Real yeah, horror. Save the five twisted stuff should be first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. Well, uh, hey, you know what? We got to get ready to go. We're gonna uh, show the first show here in a little bit. Uh, so I'm gonna. We should pack up the stuff and get it out of people's way too. Right, yeah. yeah. So uh, Jed, thanks for joining us and thanks for helping us out with the idea. Uh, Kevin Lockhart, also, thank you very much for uh, helping us out. It's uh, gonna be a fun night tonight, I think. I'm so looking forward to it. I can't wait. Uh, you know, again, you and I uh, saw Eternal, so we've been here in the theater. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, we're spending a good chunk of the day here, too. And a big thanks to Eagle Theater and Kelsey here at the theater and everybody else for putting up with us. Yeah, definitely so. So, well, it brings it into another Nerd Up podcast. Like we like to say at the end, each of every episode, stay, stay nerdy. nerdy. Nerd up.